Chapter One of the Magic of Oz. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Magic of Oz, by L. Frank Baum. Chapter One: Mount Munch. On the east edge of the land of Oz, in the Munchkin Country, is a big, tall hill called Mount Munch. On one side, the bottom of this hill just touches the deadly sandy desert that separates the fairy land of Oz from all the rest of the world, but on the other side, the hill touches the beautiful, fertile country of the Munchkins. The Munchkin folks, however, merely stand off and look at Mount Munch and know very little about it. For about a third of the way up, its sides become too steep to climb, and if any people live upon the top of that great towering peak that seems to reach nearly to the skies, the munchkins are not aware of the fact. But people do live there just the same. The top of Mount Munch is shaped like a saucer, broad and deep, and in the saucer are fields where grains and vegetables grow, and flocks are fed, and brooks flow, and trees bear all sorts of things. There are houses scattered here and there, each having its family of high-ups, as the people call themselves. The high-ups seldom go down the mountain for the same reason that the munchkins never climb up. The sides are too steep. In one of the houses lived a wise old high-up named Bini Aru, who used to be a clever sorcerer. But Ozma of Oz, who rules everyone in the land of Oz, had made a decree that no one should practice magic in her dominions except Glinda the Good and the Wizard of Oz. And when Glinda sent this royal command to the high-ups by means of a strong-winged eagle, old Bini Aru at once stopped performing magical arts. He destroyed many of his magic powders and tools of magic, and afterward honestly obeyed the law. He had never seen Ozma, but he knew she was his ruler and must be obeyed. There was only one thing that grieved him. He had discovered a new and secret method of transformations that was unknown to any other sorcerer. Glinda the Good did not know it, nor did the little Wizard of Oz, nor Dr. Pipped, nor Old Mombi, nor anyone else who dealt in magic arts. It was Bini Aru's own secret. By its means, it was the simplest thing in the world to transform anyone into beast, bird, or fish, or anything else, and back again, once you knew how to pronounce the mystical word, Pyrisquixigal. Bini Aru had used this secret many times, but not to cause evil or suffering to others. When he had wandered far from home and was hungry, he would say, I want to become a cow, Pyrisquixigal. In an instant he would be a cow, and then he would eat grass and satisfy his hunger. All beasts and birds can talk in the land of Oz, so when the cow was no longer hungry it would say, I want to be Bini Aru again, Pyrus Quixigal, and the magic word, properly pronounced, would instantly restore him to his proper form. Now, of course, I would not dare to write down this magic word so plainly if I thought my readers would pronounce it properly, and so be able to transform themselves and others. But it is a fact that no one in all the world except Bini Aru had ever, up to the time this story begins, been able to pronounce Pyrus Quixigal the right way. So I think it is safe to give it to you. It might be well, however, in reading the story aloud, to be careful not to pronounce Pyrus Quixigal the proper way, and thus avoid all danger of the secret being able to work mischief. Bini Aru, having discovered the secret of instant transformation, which required no tools or powders or other chemicals or herbs, and always worked perfectly, was reluctant to have such a wonderful discovery entirely unknown or lost all human knowledge. He decided not to use it again, 
since Ozma had forbidden him to do so. But he reflected that Ozma was a girl, and sometime might change her mind, and allow her subjects to practice magic, in which case Benny Aru could again transform himself and others at will. Unless, of course, he forgot how to pronounce Pyrrhus Quixigal in the meantime. After giving the matter careful thought, he decided to write the word, and how it should be pronounced, in some secret place so that he could find it after many years, but where no one else could ever find it. That was a clever idea, but what bothered the old sorcerer was to find a secret place. He wandered all over the saucer at the top of Mount Munch, but found no place in which to write the secret word, where others might not be likely to stumble upon it. So finally he decided it must be written somewhere in his own house. Benny Aru had a wife named Mopsy Aru, who was famous for making fine huckleberry pies, and he had a son named Kiki Aru, who was not famous at all. He was noted as being cross and disagreeable, because he was not happy, and he was not happy because he wanted to go down the mountain and visit the big world below, and his father would not let him. No one paid any attention to Kiki Aru, because he didn't amount to anything anyway. Once a year, there was a festival on Mount Munch, which all the high-ups attended. It was held in the center of the saucer-shaped country, and the day was given over to feasting and merry-making. The young folks danced and sang songs, the women spread the tables with good things to eat, and the men played on musical instruments and told fairy tales. Kiki Aru usually went to these festivals with his parents, and then sat sullenly outside the circle and would not dance or sing or even talk to the other young people. So the festival did not make him any happier than other days, and this time he told Benny Aru and Mopsy Aru that he would not go. He would rather stay at home and be unhappy all by himself, he said, and so they gladly let him stay. But after he was left alone, Kiki decided to enter his father's private room, where he was forbidden to go and see if he could find any of the magic tools Benny Aru used to work with when he practiced sorcery. As he went in, Kiki stubbed his toe on one of the floorboards. He searched everywhere but found no trace of his father's magic. All had been destroyed. Much disappointed, he started to go out again, when he stubbed his toe on the same floorboard. That set him thinking. Examining the board more closely, Kiki found it had been pried up and then nailed down again, in such a manner that it was a little higher than the other boards. But why had his father taken up the board? Had he hidden some of his magic tools underneath the floor? Kiki got a chisel and pried up the board, but found nothing under it. He was just about to replace the board when it slipped from his hand and turned over, and he saw something written on the underside of it. The light was rather dim, so he took the board to the window and examined it, and found that the writing described exactly how to pronounce the magic word Pyrrhus Quixigal, which would transform anyone into anything instantly and back again when the word was repeated. Now at first, Kiki Aru didn't realize what a wonderful secret he had discovered, but he thought it might be of use to him and so he took a piece of paper and made on it an exact copy of the instructions for pronouncing Pyrrhus Quixigal. Then he folded the paper and put it in his pocket, and replaced the board in the floor so that no one would suspect it had been removed. After this, Kiki went into the garden, and sitting beneath a tree, made a careful study of the paper. He had always wanted to get away from Mount Munch and visit the big world, especially the Land of Oz, and the idea now came to him that if he could transform himself into a bird, he could fly to any place he wished to go, and fly back again whenever he cared to. It was necessary, however, 
to learn by heart the way to pronounce the magic word, because a bird would have no way to carry a paper with it, and Kiki would be unable to resume his proper shape if he forgot the word or its pronunciation. So he studied it a long time, repeating it a hundred times in his mind, until he was sure he would not forget it. But to make safety doubly sure, he placed the paper in a tin box in a neglected part of the garden and covered the box with small stones. By this time it was getting late in the day, and Kiki wished to attempt his first transformation before his parents returned from the festival. So he stood on the front porch of his home and said, I want to become a big, strong bird, like a hawk, Pyre's Quixigal. He pronounced it the right way, so in a flash he felt that he was completely changed in form. He flapped his wings, hopped to the porch railing, and said, Kawoo, kawoo! Then he laughed and said half aloud, I suppose that's the funny sound this sort of a bird makes. But now let me try my wings and see if I'm strong enough to fly across the desert. For he had decided to make his first trip to the country outside the land of Oz. He had stolen the secret of transformation, and he knew he had disobeyed the law of Oz by working magic. Perhaps Glinda or the Wizard of Oz would discover him and punish him, so it would be good policy to keep away from Oz altogether. Slowly Kiki rose into the air, and resting on his broad wings floated in graceful circles above the saucer-shaped mountain top. From his height he could see, far across the burning sands of the deadly desert, another country that might be pleasant to explore. So he headed that way, and with strong, steady strokes of his wings, began the long flight. End of chapter 1